Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Tonight, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misik is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, tonight at 9, 8 central on CBS. Tonight, it's the CBS original comedy, The Neighborhood. I need at least a month to prepare for a debate, not six hours. Actually, it's four hours. <laughs> no, my watch is broken, too. With Cedric the Entertainer, Max Greenfield, and guest star Wayne Brady. You gotta fund the schools or graduate fools. I stole all my lines. Look, don't worry, I got a plan. Okay, well, what is it? Okay, so I don't have a plan. A new episode of The Neighborhood. You're gonna have to give them a show. Tonight, 8, 7 central on CBS. We go out to the Technicom hotline and we welcome back good friend of the show, head football coach of the Charlotte 49ers. He is back with us on the Technicom hotline, Will Healy, back in the clubhouse. Coach, what's up, man? How are you? Kyle, how's it going? Excellent. Excellent. Things are good, man. They're really good. I'm uh, feeling good on a Monday and uh, it looks more and more like uh, we're going to give this college football thing a shot this fall. Is that the feeling you get? Yeah. Um, You know, I I think that it's, it's going to be interesting what happens when students start coming back on campus. To me, that's probably one of the biggest fears um, that you see going on around the country. Um, but I, I think as far as, you know, protocols and all that type of stuff, each and every week it seems that we're adding something new um, in a good way, you know, more testing and, and uh, obviously more testing for, for heart conditions and as do it you know, uh, new research comes out. So I, I think we're making big strides. Uh, we're getting closer and closer. Every day feels a little bit more normal, uh, especially when you put the pads on. And I think we're, uh, we're, we're getting there. Well, look, I, I would agree with you. How, look, I don't want to go like full bookkeeper and, and go line item through your budget here, but how taxing is it to, to test the way that is being required to test to pull off a football season? I mean, I think it's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think that um, it, it's, you know, it, it's going to be, if you go from one test to three tests a week, which is what our conference is talking about, um, obviously as they have this new saliva test that is going to come out that may be a little less pricey, it, it may help. Uh, I think the biggest thing with that would be, how reliable is it? You know, um, are we going to have some false positives like we've had with the other tests? And, um, you know, but I, I think testing three times a week will help with that. Uh, but it's going to get pricey. I don't think there's any doubt about it. But you don't have a choice. Uh, I mean, you, you've got to make sure not just what we're doing, but teams that we're competing against uh, are, are doing things to make sure that the guys are put on the field are healthy enough to go do it. And I, I think as we talked to our leadership council and our football team, that was the thing that came up. You know, I know we feel really good about our protocol, but how do we feel about the protocol of others? 
And it's one of the things that coaches, I think, have been asking for for a long time is can we get some stability? Can we know that people across the country are we're all testing the same way? We're all taking the proper protocol uh, so that we don't go put our guys out there at jeopardy and at risk when we're playing a team that may be from a hot spot or, um, you know, may maybe they haven't tested uh, the way that we have. So I think that's why some of the Liberty comments have come up. Uh, I, you know, I, that's one of the things we heard early on was when we do play a Power 5 school, are we going to be able to test like they test because they're not going to play us if we don't? And Mike Hill has been very adamant about uh, we're going to do it that way. We're going to do it that way because we believe that's the best way we can keep our players healthy, and it gives us an opportunity to play some of those big games that we have on our schedule. Will Healy, head football coach, Charlotte 49ers. He's with us on the Technicom guest line. Speaking of your schedule, I love this App State game, Coach. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to tell anybody else how to schedule, but I'd love to see this play, this thing played year in, year out. How did that come together? Well, I, I, I do. I, I've got a really good relationship with Sean, and, and I think we've talked before. I think he's a great fit, a great hire. He'll do an unbelievable job. I, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't take a brainiac to understand how much further along they are in their program than where we are. And so we've still got a lot of catching up to do. Um, they got a really, really good team coming back. Probably, if you looked at it from top to bottom, is more talented than the roster they had a year ago. Um, and, and so Sean and I talked. I know uh, their AD, Doug, and, and Mike Hill are, are good buddies, and, and we were able to work it out. Uh, you know, we talked about trying to play that game September 5th at Bank of America, but when we got extended uh, in Phase 2, we couldn't do that. So, um, you know, we felt like our best chance of having fans and and, uh, and having this game would be at their place on September 12th. And it is a great game. It's a great game for our fan base. It's a great game for our players. I know his guys are excited about it. We've talked a lot about it. Um, it's, a, it's a program that I've got so much respect for. Um, there is no question the history and the tradition of that program. And I know they got a really good team coming back, so – we're starting out hot coming out of the gates. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I, Well, see, I love this, though, because you, you make that game happen, and it makes all the sense in the world. And if the schedule holds, you go to Chapel Hill and you face Mac Brown and company the following week. Similar type of question, you know, how that one came together. But more specifically, is this where college football is not, not going to, but maybe going back to, Coach? Because I, I think these are the kind of games that we've gotten away from in college football, and we need to get back to. Well, the crazy thing about it is, and you and I have talked about it, I mean, we're still scheduling games right now in the middle of August. And and we just scheduled the second game. The return trip for apps coming here is 2030. I mean, think about that. I told Mike the other day when he said 2030, I was like, you will have fired me long before we get to 2030. I mean, and, and we're talking about scheduling games less than a month from now. So it can be done, and it's actually been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, a, a lot of credit to our administration, Chris Thomason and Mike Hill, and uh, for for having good enough connections with guys in our state that we can call North Carolina, we can make it happen with Duke, and we can get an app state on the schedule. So um, it's it's been fun for me. Uh, obviously, I've got a great, great relationship with Sean Clark, and uh, David Cutcliffe's been a mentor of mine for a long time, and, and Mac Brown is, is my go-to. So, um, you know, administration's talking, coaches talking, and, and uh, I, I think any time we can play – teams in state it does a lot for our fan base uh, i think it shows off the quality of athletes that are in the state of north carolina and 
you should get some some regional and national attention, especially when you're talking about opening up with App, who I would argue is definitely a top 25 team, uh, and then a top 20 team in, in North Carolina. That's a uh, – uh, we got uh, an, an NFC schedule. I don't think there's any doubt about it. <laughs> I know you haven't had that much time with your team yet, but uh, what, have you, what are you learning about these guys? Well, I just think that every day we get into it, they're more and more at peace. And, and they kind of take a deep breath and say, all right, this is happening. Um, I, you know, I, I think that our depth from top to bottom is a lot better than it was a year ago. We've talked about the productivity we lost, so we got to find some guys to fill some big shoes. Um, but I, I really, and every coach in the country is going to tell you this, but I'm loving being a part of this team. And uh, got really good leadership. Got a really good group of guys that are uh, committed to each other and have gone through a lot together. And, um, you know, we want to go places we've never been. And to do that, I told them today, we've got to do things we've never done. And so I think how they've handled their business uh, the last 10 days and really the last five months has been exceptional. And, um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to uh, having a chance to see this team play in uh, on, on September the 12th. I, I know you can't uh, spill the tea and I wouldn't ask you to, to talk out of school here. But I mean, when you talk to other coaches around college football right now about what's happening, about how to handle all of this, what, what are you talking about? What's the best advice you've gotten? Well, what's the temperament of your team? What are you telling your team? Um you know, what are some concerns that your guys have had that I probably need to address? I think Mac Brown has been great, um, you know, with, hey, here's how I'm communicating with parents. Um, this is, you know, I've gotten the doctors on the phone and made sure that our parents understand our protocol and really an open forum to ask questions. So we're going to do that with our, our parents on Wednesday of this week. Uh, I've already had some conversations with them, but I think getting our doctors on the phone is, is extremely important where everybody understands that we're going to take all the measures needed to keep these guys safe. And, um, you know, I, I, I've learned a lot from what's happened across the country, whether I've talked to other coaches or not. You know, where have the issues come up? The issues have come up when the players don't feel like they're communicated with well enough. Uh, you know, uh, hey, you get a positive test. What's the protocol there? Uh, you know, ours has been uh, if we have a guy test positive, I think our players need to know about it. And they're going out there and they're going to practice and they need to know who tested positive. Also, from a contact tracing perspective, you know, I don't know what they do when they leave here. So if they were around this person more than we were able to see them, I need to know about that too. Hey, has anybody been around this guy more than what we've seen and you feel like you need to be quarantined for the next 14 days? And it's not a, you know, I'm not mad at you. I just, I really want to know and I want to know what makes you feel comfortable and, and what puts you at peace. So, Communicating, I think positive tests is important. Communicating protocol is important. Why are we doing what we're doing? Um, and then making sure, I mean, there's a bunch of articles that have come out about the mental health of these guys. Um, and that's the scariest part about all of it to me um, is are we doing what we need to do in-house? Do we have the resources around these these guys that they need uh, to make sure they're in a good mental space? And and that when they go out there on the practice, they're able to take a deep breath and, and be at peace with who they are, what they're doing, and, and what we're doing to help them. And, uh, you know, I, I saw a study the other day on uh, football school posted it saying one out of every four 18- to 24-year-old young men have contemplated suicide in the last five months. Mm-hmm. 
that's scary, man. Yep. I mean, that is that that's terrifying to me. And so uh, I, we talk a lot about that. We obviously, from a culture perspective, talk a ton about uh, what, what's important to us and how we're going to live our daily lives. And, um, you know, I, I've gotten some really good insight from coaches around the country and, and what they're doing. And then how does that fit with what we do? Speaking of other coaches, I'll let you go on this. Talk to me about Matt Rule. And the reason I ask you is because I know you've spent a little bit of time with Matt, but I also think that a part of this fan base is is sending some unfair treatment in this guy's direction. I've been a Matt Rule fan for a long time for a lot of reasons, and I'll get into it in the next segment. But I'm curious what your perspective is on Matt Rule with the time you've spent with him. I mean, I I think he's a genius. I mean, I I, I think he's a really good person. you know, one of the things that stinks about what's going on right now is is that's a resource that we have right in our backyard that has opened the door, whether it was with Rivera or, or now with Matt Rule, um, that we can go down and spend some time with and learn from. And, and uh, you know, we're, we we don't want to put them in that situation because I know what it's like having guests here right now. I mean, it, it, it's not working out. But I, I, what he did at Temple and what he did at Baylor, which I would argue with you, Baylor was the biggest – debacle in college football when he took it over uh from a culture standpoint and from a wins and losses standpoint uh he's consistent uh he i I think they're going to be physically tough i think but he also understands the uh the gps and the and the tracking systems uh and is able to sell it as hey i'm going to extend your career too uh i'm going to take care of your body better than other people i'm going to invest more in in the technology that's around this game more than other people. And, you know, I, I think he's a stud. I think he's really good. He'll, you know, it may take time. I don't know what his roster looks like, but uh, I know he's got pieces, and I, I think you'll see consistency. I don't think you're going to see, you know, a, a 12-win team and then a 4-win team. Uh, he's going to build an organization that lasts, and he's going to do it the right way. I think he's got a tremendous personality. He's a, he's one of the best public speakers I've ever heard. Um, and I think he would tell you the same thing. He's going to learn. You know, he's going to live and learn, and he's going to make mistakes in his first year. But, um, you know, it, it's like me here a year ago. Anytime it's your first season, uh, your first NFL job, there's a little bit of a learning curve. But I think he's got really good people around him, and he'll build it the right way. I'm fired up about him. I really am. I think he's he's a stud. I'm right there with you. Coach, good to hear your voice, buddy. Glad you're doing well. Have a great week of practice. We'll talk to you next Monday. Thanks, Kyle. Have a good day.